Clap it up. It's opening day. Three weeks into foul territory. Come on. Clap it up, AJ. Give me, give me one clap. Thank you. Golf clap. Kratzy, what's going on? What is that? What do you have on the screen there for us? It's my only opening day name tag that I ever oh. kept. It was the last season I was in the big leagues opening day. Hold on, Michael. Hold what on, I'm going to grab our intern to grab some. Grab, grab the, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. The opening day thing off the wall behind you. No, no, all the way by the door. Hold on, I'm going to. Do you have insurance on this place? What if you break something? He won't. It's easy. It's a little plaque. Happy opening day to everyone yes. while Michael is assisting us with some random thing that AJ suddenly just thought as we go live. Yeah, look. Yeah. Oh. Because it's a giant. Look. Whoa. Face face the camera here. I don't here. know if you can see it. That looks so cool. Well, see, there it is. My nameplate. See? Oh, 2004 Giants. Did they Did do that for opening day? That wasn't my first one, but my mom bought that for me. She thought it was a nice present. It's cool. That is so cool. When they put the when they put the disc with the dirt in it, I think yeah. that's really I think that's really pro. Yeah. So listen. Thanks, mom. I love you. Love you, mom. <laughs> love you, Mrs. Brzezinski. No, wrong name. <laughs> okay, try. I love you, Mrs. AJ's mom. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Awkward. Hey. Yeah, well, sorry. Well, okay. let's get right to it. Okay. It's opening day. Games have begun. AJ's got the man cave flowing right now. By the way, I, I named this place Studio AJ is actually what I want to call it. Okay. Now. Perfect. It's easy because some people were asking me. Um, we have the Yanks game on. I see Aaron Judge on a screen. I see Brian Snicker on another screen. I am very happy because I've seen them on the screen for the past month, but the games don't count. So I really don't give a shit that much about the result. Now I very much care about the result. We threw out predictions. That they're all over Twitter in terms of who's going to win divisions, World Series, MVPs, Rookie of the Years, all that. So let us know your picks or get after it on what we did well or what we did wrong. Todd Frazier stole the show yesterday with his home run champion selection. Hold on, wait, hold on. Because Corbin's about to throw the first pitch, and Acuna's probably going to go deep. So hold on. (laughs) First pitch. Oh, he threw a slider first pitch. Swing and a miss, baby. First pitch slider for Patrick Corbin to Acuna. Acuna. He was trying to go deep. Acuna's done. No MVP, nothing now. Season's yeah. over. Back to yeah. work? No, right? I mean, two two sliders, two strikes. Two swinging strikes. Love it. All right. We're, we're flowing, okay? And, hey, we appreciate everyone here with us for the new time, 1 o'clock Eastern until 3-ish oh. each day. So it's great to have you. AJ has his mornings back. Oh, thank and you. sometimes there'll be day games on when we're on. So we'll uh, be half watching along with you. Um, for the betting community, we'll be doing that as well. So I was also wondering, one of our – devoted OG fans, John, who's from the Philippines. Um, I'm like, is this past his bedtime at this point? Like, it's probably pretty late there. In the Philippines? What's What's the time? I'll look that up for you really quick. What time is it in... By the way, uh, Acuna's back. He just got a single to right, so he's back. It's 107 in the morning. Yep, MVP went from now MVP to MVP because of one swing. Popular MVP pick for some. He's still still trailing Barry Bonds for OPS+. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we have one more uh, special guest host joining us. Actually, we're going to announce some others next week. But you've seen him before, our WBC legend, and still the only World Baseball Classic team to win it for the United States. And now let's talk regular season with our guy, Simply AJ10. Where is he? That's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, 
Where in the world is Adam Jones? How you doing, Jonesy? How Where you doing? at? How we doing? I'm back home in Barcelona, but tomorrow I will be heading down to Johannesburg. So, yeah. Right what on. Where are you doing there? Wow. Uh, that, that's not a, that's a city drop. First time? Yeah, No, not first time on safari, but first time to Joburg. Oh, be careful. Yeah. And then be we're careful. going to Mauritius. Dude, Joburg is crazy sketchy. <laughs> we're going out glamping. We're going out glamping, so okay. I, don't, I don't think we're going to city slick. Okay. Just be careful. I'm just telling you. Even, like, when you get out of the airport, Okay. I'm telling you, be careful, because they'll follow you in their car. I'm sure you got, like, armed security with you, but they will follow you, like, in your car to the air hotel, and they'll pull you over, and they'll friggin'. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's be careful. A, that's for another podcast. Happy opening day yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Jonesy. Sorry to bring the moon down. Let, let, let's yeah, baseball this thing. So first off, guest-wise today, ESPN's June Lee, super cool, um, very plugged into the game from, of course, a, a fashion sense, like a pop culture sense, and and just digging deep on stories like Anthony Volpe wrote a great one for ESPN. He's going to join us soon. Uh Late inning reliever, or should we call him closer, Paul Seawald? What do we call him? He's closing, right? I think he's closing. We're gonna have to ask. We're him gonna have to check. You, you see yeah. things where he's closing, and then you see other things where he's not closing. So we gotta, we're gonna have to find out. Of the Seattle Mariners, paid and not get screwed like how Batons has got. He better pick a pick one of them. Tell him exactly, closer, please. You know I mean? Pick one of them. Hater, same way. Oh, two outs. Well, two inning, two inning saves. We ain't gonna give you the twelve. We give you eleven. That's why he quit. That's why Josh Hader said no more two inning saves. And then he got traded to mm-hmm. San Diego. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Amen. And then also JJ Cooper from Baseball America give us a couple prospect previews. Really talk about Jordan Walker and, and Anthony Volpe, the big debuts today. Uh, I've seen them for years and the huge um, agreement that was made the night before Christmas, basically. The uh, minor league union signing a deal with Major League Baseball to get. Minor leaguers paid a lot more. You put your hands up like there was a touchdown. No, Acuna, four and a half inches, Todd. Got him a stolen base already. Back to the MVP, <laughs> Kratz. Yep. 162. That's right. 189 <laughs> stolen bases for Acuna this year. If we didn't have schedules or lives, I would wish that we were on for like six hours and just yeah. watching the games and reacting. So. Jonesy didn't hear that, I don't think, yesterday. Todd Frazier yesterday, Jonesy, said that the, the stolen base leader was going to have 147 stolen bases. No. Said it was going to oh, go from geez. 40 last year, and he's like, "Oh, easily 80, 80, easy 80." Oh man, that's a. I think I, I honestly think that it's going to go up. To, 60 will be there'll be. I think there'll be multiple guys in the 60s. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I think there'll be more. I think I just think and I think 50 will be like you know when we, you know, AJ, you're older, so when you came in the game, the stolen base was a lot more prevalent. There's a lot more guys with 50, 60. So just say age is what it is, man. Don't be. Be happy about it, okay? But think- guys ran more. And now, you know, when you get, like you say, when you get a 2020 guy, it's like, holy shit, 2020? Back then, <laughs> there was a lot of guys, 30 home runs, still still in 20, 40 home run guys, still still in 20. You know what I mean? Hey, I played against Ricky. Take it easy, okay? Ooh. Uh, I think, I think Ricky got me. I think he, I don't know. He was old when I played against him. But he did talk in the third person, which is awesome. <laughs> He, he hit a ball. We were in, it was when he was in Seattle. Think about that. People don't even remember he was in Seattle. He's in Seattle. He fouls the ball off, and his exact quote in the batter's box is, oh, good thing that didn't hit Ricky. That would have hurt Ricky's foot real bad. <laughs> I love that he's in character like that. <laughs> like, wait, is, this, is he serious? <sighs> That's good. 
Hey, so a couple things um, before we dive into some topics too. And yeah, feel free to react if you're watching games to anything that you're seeing. Um, four pitch walk to start the game for Lamont Wade and the San Francisco Giants in the top of the first at Yankee Stadium. First off, first time since 1968, there is a game for every single ball club today. Now that was attempted a couple times the last several years, but didn't happen because of weather. I think it's going to happen. Actually, one of the biggest threats was out in uh, Adams' stopping grounds. They had to push the game back in San Diego pretty significantly because apparently it rains now all the time in California. Did you see that, Jonesy? I did not, but, I mean, every time it rains in California, trust me, it's like Armageddon. People don't know how to drive or to a good dam out there. I'm like, dude, it's just a little bit of rain. It's all right, but, I mean, I remember for the playoff game, they they, they pushed it back another hour because they made sure that they did not have any delays. And it's opening day. I mean, if it's if it's mid 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 May, do what you do. But opening day, I see why pushing it back. Yeah, it's a night game, game now. That's why you make it early. Yeah, that's why you make the games early. And now all you gonna have is a bunch of drunk people who already took off work. So <laughs> it's gonna be much more fun to watch. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be, be a lot better. more entertaining game. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we had a rain delay in San Diego during the playoffs last year against the Dodgers. You're right. They pushed yeah. it back. I didn't even know they had a tarp in San Diego, but boom, there it was on the mm-hmm. field. Hey, they didn't know where it, they didn't know how to take it out. It was like <laughs> a big discussion up there with the umpires room and like with the grounds crew. They didn't know how to take it out. It's like dude, we don't use this thing. We just we actually love when it rains here. We need it, but not for the playoff game. Hey, Kratzy, um, how many pitch clock violations will happen today? So think about it: fifteen games. And I think in spring training, I don't know what the average ended up It was a little bit being. over one a game. A little over one. So your thoughts, Kratzy? Give me, give me a number. Let's all kick around 15, a number. 15 and a half. 15 and a half. I'm going to go – I'll go – I'll go under. AJ? I think over. I'm just worried about the I'm worried about the relievers at the end of the game because every you know it matters now. Those were exhibition games that they were that they were doing that in, and dudes are just gonna all of a sudden they're gonna go in their cocoon and their mind is you know the Adderall is gonna be flowing. They're not gonna blink for <laughs> two and a half hours, and then they're just gonna be like, oh crap, I forgot, got to get in the box. In spring training, games were 26 minutes shorter than they were in last year's spring training. So you had the average game at about two minutes or two hours, 35 minutes. Last year's spring training was three hours, one minute. So what, what's, what's the modern baseball game going to look like these days? Are we talking NBA status nowadays? We're going to have about two and a half hours, which seems to be the sweet spot. I will say NBA hockey, Soccer. Are we going to be in the same Soccer's spot? Soccer. The only, the only sport that's longer, but it's so infrequent is football. They can have that that three-plus-hour kind of thing. What do you, I, I like it. I think I, I from a two, time perspective, I'm going to say it's around sense. 235. Yeah, which right. is what Between 235 and 240. I think, like I said, it will slow down a little bit because guys are going to take their time a little bit more. So there's going to – what Jonesy just said about the relievers, it's going to change a little bit. And then some of the hitters in big situations are still going to want to take their best and – so I think it'll be a little bit slower than spring training because guys do rush through spring training at times. So I think it'll be between 235 and 240. Can I add Can I add something in on that? Because of just breaking news from oh. our, our MLB rules insider. I asked one of them, I said, do the umpires have leeway on the, on the clock? And he said they had leeway and they're going to have more leeway during the season when it when in the season opens. So, 
Who's our rules insider? Raul. Raul. Oh, Raul. Raul. Wait, so they do have leeway? So now they do this have is leeway. big. They do now, have leeway? They have leeway. They have leeway, but they had leeway during spring training. So he didn't clarify if they were like, oh, yeah, you know, you should – you should definitely, you know, be strict right now. They have leeway. So I don't know if it's like off-camera stuff that we're not seeing in the game. I don't know. He didn't he didn't clarify anything extra, but could be something that, to watch. I'm watching I'm watching news. Garrett Cole right here. It sure seems like it's longer than 20 seconds in between pitches. It's not. Give him one of these. It's not longer than 20 seconds. But he was just off the mound taking breaths. Okay, so it's been about five, six seconds. We don't have a clock, too. Do you want a clock on for the entire time for the broadcast? Yes, yes absolutely. When I'm doing the games? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do, too. So what, what's the, a what's lot, the I've situation? Seen the, I've seen a lot of the uh, the new the, – the new, I don't know what they're, what they're called. The little the graphics? Uh, yeah. Uh, they have a little clock in the middle of the, where the guys are on base. See, how is this not 20 no, seconds? No, this looks like it's been longer. But the umpire right. can do this. Well, Laz Diaz is Laz Diaz, a veteran guy. He's gonna he's gonna toy with it, and he punched out the side. So uh, Garrett Cole punched out the side. But you know, Laz Diaz is a veteran umpire. He's gonna he's gonna manipulate that to his advantage. I promise you, especially with a veteran guy like Garrett Cole. Now you get some rookie out there, and I know it's not supposed to happen, but he's gonna be like, oh, ball one, ball two, ball three. Hmm. You know what? Let's get into this right now with our first guests because it really is the story of the first month of the season. J.J. Cooper joining us from Baseball America does an outstanding job there covering a, a number of different aspects um, of not only minor league baseball and prospects, but the major league game. And if you, he's a great follow on Twitter, too. If you look at what he's covering from the rule changes to also seeing how this has played out in the minor leagues for a while. Do we have J.J.? Is J.J. ready for us? I think in one minute he'll be with us. And we'll get into the... Uh, minor league deal as well with major league baseball to get the minor leaguers paid more the whole union situation going on for a second so um we'll get into it with him in just a moment and also the debuts anthony volpe batting ninth yeah got a great ovation mm -hmm. oh i can't wait to talk jj cooper because and Krauts will tell you the, the, the wages in the minor leagues did not change forever and they were terrible and you <laughs> tell people how you had to have how you had to live back then 800 bucks a month. I was getting 800 bucks a month my first year. Take getting 400 taken out to apartment they put us in. So I was making 200 every two weeks before taxes. So you made 100 bucks. 100 bucks for so two how weeks. How do you live off that? You buy we've didn't we talk about this? Ramen noodles, craft mac and cheese, eat at the field. The field? What? Dude, they didn't feed you there. Peanut butter no. and jellies. Peanut butter and jellies underneath <laughs> the stadium. We got we got a six inch. We got no breakfast. This is a Gulf Coast. We got no breakfast. We got a six inch Subway sub every day, and they, it was an order. And that was after the game. You got a banana or an apple, one of the two. And they're like, "See you tomorrow, boys." So you would just you'd go to Publix and you get all had three other roommates. We'd go and we'd get we'd take our hundred bucks, our four hundred bucks for two weeks, and we'd get as much as we could and get through it. And hopefully, mom and dad sent some money. Wow. Or you signed for something. Yeah. But nobody I lived with signed for a lot, so it wasn't it wasn't like we uh, we didn't have a guy who was a millionaire playing we in got the book in a fight. We got in a fight with uh Ogden. Ogden, Utah is the Brewers. We got in a fight with Prince Fielder. 
we got fined $150 for the fight. So our, our, uh, our checks were a hundred, $106, I think. I thought I saved it. I was looking for it the other day when this, you know, when they were, they were saying this was all going to happen with the, with the checks and getting more money, but yeah, you get in a fight and you get suspended. Oh, you got, we got suspended for the fight too, for three days, no pay. And we got fined $150 out of our $850. We were getting paid a month. Jeez. Well, the three days, no pay is like what? I mean, five. Yeah. It's like still, (laughs) no, I know I'm kidding. But then you go, then I went from there to a ball, low a ball Gulf coast. And I was all the way up to 900 bucks a month. (laughs) Woohoo. You can't even, and this is in Fort Wayne, Indiana, making 900 bucks a month. Nine, I think I got a raise. I think I got 950 a month and had to pay for an apartment. Only had one other roommate, had to pay food, had a car, had to pay gas. We had a guy, Brandon Puffer, he ended up pitching the big leagues. He had a kid in Gulf Coast League. He was getting, because of uh, insurance being taken out, he was getting a check for like $20 every two weeks mm. after his insurance and everything was taken out. Wow. And we joke about it. We joke about it, that AJ's old, but like he's not, like he didn't play in the 60s. Like we're talking about late 90s, early 2000s that this was going on. My last year in AAA, 2008, I hadn't made the big leagues yet. I got a raise to 2250 from the year before per month. Oh, dinger. One for one, Aaron Judge, MVP. Homer. Right on cue. Wait, Judge is still on the Yankees? I thought no. he signed with the Padres. I thought he was with the Giants. <laughs> I thought he was with the Giants. I thought he was going to the Giants. There you go. Well, Jose Abreu's got work to do then. Yeah, Frazier. Frazier picked him to win the AL uh, home run. Title. Adam, you also missed out when Frazier picked Jose Abreu to win the home run championship. No, Major League Baseball. Oh, wow. So, so that's 40-something. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's, uh, uh, that's about what our reaction was like. Ooh, got to yeah. use his right center field a lot. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isn't that where the Crawford boxes are? Uh, no, Crawford is no. the <laughs> I know. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, he can go to right field with the best of them, but right center out there. I mean, he's a big boy, so I ain't going to obviously deny that. But yeah. consistently, ain't no help going out there. Well, Todd Frazier sent a nice uh, donation to BetMGM this morning, putting down oh, that's, bucks that's for uh, Jose Abreu to win the home run championship. He also hit 15 homers last year, just FYI. Four. Yeah. Four in the second half. Four in the second half. half. <laughs> 15 total, four in the second half. Maybe he was battling the injury or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> He was, he was having a power outage is what he was having. <laughs> hey, opening day, just want to get quick thoughts. We put some things up on social about, you know, what it means and, and also some memories. Kratzy, I think we have a little video of your opening day surprise for the world, which still gets played quite a bit. It gets a lot of play on social. People are like, did, did this dude really do this? I mean, it was like world class um, comedy. Here it is. Oh. <laughs> that is incredible. Kratzy, give me the play-by-play. Wait, the, that the real, podcast that was... crowd has no idea what we're showing right now. Give me the play-by-play of what you did for Astros opening day. Look at, looking like you're, I mean, a freaking soldier, like you're about to take out the world. But um, big dude goes down hard. So I actually played with the Royals the year before. I got my World Series ring before that game. And... We were in the dugout. We're in the dugout. I mean, it was 10 minutes before. You know, you're not, I'm not playing in the game. So 
just kind of milling around the dugout and they put out the they put out the orange carpet that you saw there that I dove on and I just said oh man that makes it really easy to take a dive on opening day so you don't have see the orange carpet and make notice of the girl that's standing there holding the flag okay just that's the end of the story but I see the orange carpet go out and they go they go oh man you wouldn't take a dive I was like Prove it. I'm thinking somebody's going to be like 250, 300 bucks. Scott Feldman? No, no, no. Luke Gregerson first goes, he goes, 1,000 bucks, you won't take a dive when they call you. I said, all right. And somebody goes, it might have been Mariznick. It might have been Keichel. I'm not 100% sure who said it. But they go, they go, nobody else is going to get in on this. Scott Feldman goes, get in on what? He goes, a thousand bucks for what? I'll do it. I'll do it. He's like, they're like, Kratz is going to take a dive for a thousand bucks. He goes, make it 2000. No chance he does it. Called my name. You saw that right there. I go down and the girl standing there holding the flag. She goes, she goes, oh no. She was mortified, but did not like you watch the video. She doesn't move like a stitch. She was mortified that I fell. Ran back out, high fives everybody, 2,000 cash. <laughs> you should have gotten some of the rich people. You should have got on. more than that, man. Yeah, it you, had, you had some rich teammates. Yeah. It happened, not at the time. They were all, this was 2016 in Houston. Altuve was making like a half a million dollars a year. Oh, shit. Yeah, but Correa signed for $5 million. He, he could have had something for you. Yeah, he was a Pregnant he was, was a, a first rounder. It all, it, all came, it all came about pretty quick. I would have held out. I would have got some starters in there. I would have now got... all those guys are so rich. Yeah, you should. I would have done that. For... You did that too early, Kratzy. I would have done it for five hundred dollars, man. We just talked about how much minor league money you get paid. Hey, how much were y'all give me if I take a dive when I throw out the first pitch on opening day? Now we're talking. Ooh. What kind of dive are we talking about? Like yeah. what you did, face face plant. Going into you the stands. A... Wait, what, Adam? Just throw it into the stands. Oh, Adam. Oh, throw. throw it into the stands? That's too tough throw because Todd and I have a side bet, so that's going to be tough. Oh, damn it. We'll miss that. Oh, we, got some, we got some crackly Adam, you got European crackle audio going on for you, Adam. Put <laughs> some water on that microphone. Put you up, man. You sound like, uh, right. like ChatGBT. You know ChatGBT? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you got? So my kids, obviously I have teenage kids. Yeah. They showed me that. the other, I always heard about it. They actually went on it and showed it to me the other day. You can write papers on it in like – 30 seconds, and then the kid sitting next to you can say, hey, write me a paper on Foul Territory TV. <laughs> Writes it. And then someone else can say, write me an essay on Foul Territory TV. <laughs> and it's a completely different essay. And I'm 30 seconds after I just did it. Yeah, That's school's crazy. over. I mean. Yeah. How are they going to police that? Anymore. That chat GPT. I need to get in on that. I don't know, but I'm pissed that I didn't have it. We'll, we'll uh, work on Adam. I, I think we uh... – we got to get ChatGPT out of there. But uh, JJ Cooper <laughs> coming soon, just to give you the rundown again. Uh, June Lee um, and then uh, Paul Seawald of the Seattle Mariners joining us. We'll do our picks. So are you guys ready to? Our locks of the day. One pick per day. Absolutely. Yeah. I already locked it up. Yep. I already Lock took a picture, up. sent it out to the world. Oh, I didn't do that. Someone was supposed to do that for me. Maybe I did. Uh, I don't know if we did yet, but you've got time anyway. I think your game's not until later. Yeah, I got a late picked. game. Yeah, you more of a night game kind of guy. Yeah. You know, that's you starting. Kratz, starting catchers. We didn't play a lot of day games, so we were better at night. 
you have to learn that you have to learn how to go to sleep really fast as a backup catcher. <laughs> you can stay up all night and then wake up in about the seventh inning as a as a starter. Backups, not so much. Need those day games, Kate. I wanted to ask you something about news that was uh, floating all around social media this morning. Apparently, the Yankees asked the league to allow managers and coaches to stop wearing numbers because they retired too many. They're running out of numbers. Your that's thoughts? That's their own fault. Well, what are they supposed to do? I mean, they don't have to retire. They, yeah, they don't have to retire everybody in their brother's number. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to look like a high school a high school plaque section where it's like you got some really good players and then you got people who give money and they're like, well, my my daughter played three weeks on the varsity team and she had a good smile. Okay, plaque. <laughs> he's, he's got a point. But I'm all for it. You know why? Because I'm who's going to be the first guy? Judge was 99. Now, every kid you go play in these, every kid's wearing 99. They're cool, every team. Right? Who's going to be the first guy to go triple digits? Who's going to be the first guy to go like 168? Is that legal? Why Winter not? ball it is. Why is it not? Why is it not in America? 997. Why? I don't know cuz it sounded cool. I don't think it's legal in MLB right. Why now. not? It's got to be two digits or one. Why? What do you mean why? I think it's in the rules. It's the uniform code. Up until like 6 years ago, you couldn't even make your cleats look fancy. I guarantee you if someone's like, "Hey, I'm going to be 109" They'd be like, uh, no. We're going to ask June Lee when he comes on because I want to. I got, first of all, I got numbers? a bone to pick with him. And then, second of all, we're going to ask him this question. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard you were really mean to, to him when you were It seems to be a theme, old. doesn't it? Between him and Susan Waldman. Yeah, yeah. Why do you guys keep finding these guests that I was mean to? Can I pick a writer <laughs> seems, guest to have on? Anytime. Seems like we got a lot to pick from. I, I think the odds <laughs> might be. I think the odds might be high. The odds are ever with you. No, I'm saying, can I find somebody to come on that'll actually say that he wasn't mean to me? You did. You brought Hawk on. Oh, great. Guy yeah, wore his yeah. sunglasses, yeah, and he you. was like, so he clearly doesn't know. He's blind. He has sunglasses on. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, AJ, you are the best. You know, I just, I put you on the board all the time. <laughs> Let who, me else are gonna bring, who else is going to sing the praises of AJ? We got to find, there's got to be somebody. Can I ask a question about the coach's numbers? Who cares? I don't care. First of all, the coaches never wear their jerseys anyways, unless you're Buck Third base and first base. Why, why do coaches need numbers? They should say to be big C. It should be like one C for the first base coach and three C for the third base. Sure, coach. that's fine. Because my thing is, like in football, we don't have that. Bill Belichick's not wearing a number. Why you can't do you have put to a have number on, his on coaches? I know they're in, in general. First of all, why do coaches have field? to wear uniforms anyway? Why do they have to wear anything? They could just wear shirts. Uh, sh- Whoa! Shorts. What shorts. should they wear? T-shirt shorts. and shorts. If you want. Some of those guys you don't want to see in shorts. Okay, so pants and a sweatshirt if it's cold out or whatever. My point is, Jonesy, we were just talking about uh, the Yankees asking the league if the coaches and manager don't have to wear a number anymore because they're running out of numbers. While it's a very Yankee ask, which I think is funny because Kratzy said they're retiring like every number on the planet. The other side of it is like, who cares if a coach has a number? Why Why do we need that? I mean, they're retired. You got they got the most retired numbers ever. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's some, some coaches have identities. First and third oh. base coaches have identities and, you know, especially ones that played and I guess some of them, the manager doesn't need one, but like Showalter, he needs his 26. I know he does. If he didn't have that, like that's his identity, even though he doesn't wear a Jersey, he wears the, he gets the patch, but the Yankees, they have a, a problem because they retire too damn many people. 
stop retiring people. But, <laughs> That's what I said. Crap yeah, said the same there's, thing. There's going to be a time where they really have to go out there and someone's going to have to play a real season with a high number. And I don't know, is Volpe 77? 11. Nope. 11. Oh, the 11, highest okay. number you could get on the – or the lowest number you could get on the Available. Yankees. Yeah. There's going to be a the time next where, is? like, guys like 39. 12. 14. No, 12. 12. Who's 12? There's a 12. 12 available? Rognan Ordor was 12 when he was there. Oh, then you're right. It's fine. Uh, AJ in the chat said, put zero in front of numbers like Benito Santiago. There you go. <laughs> Smart, too. Zero, one. Yeah. Jonesy, I said this. Who's going to be the first guy to wear like 342? That's going to be tough. In Japan, there was obviously guys with triple digits. Um, but I don't know. I, just, I guess the brand, you know how they like to do it, their brand. But there's going to be guys that are going to be literally playing consistently baseball with number 64, and that's going to be brutal. And, there's, and they're not going to be a, a, you know, a specialized closer or something like that. And a guy with a real spring training number. Like my first number was 83. When I went to the big leagues, I was like, okay, I get 25, a reasonable number. But if I was 83, you'd be like, damn. And then what if you, like, are good and you maintain that number? You got to keep it. Aaron Judge, 99. Yeah, that's but cool. 90, but 99 is the only, like, that's, like, the opposite of, like, you know what I mean? Like, zero, I don't think is that cool of a baseball number. I think it's a cool basketball number. But 99 is a cool sports number. You know Zero's I mean? cool if you're Adam Ottavino yeah. and you got the big O on your back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, with, I like yeah. last names for coaches, too. Just put the last names instead of the numbers. <laughs> hey, let's bring in J.J. Cooper from Baseball America right now. We have, like, about 10 minutes with J.J. Happy opening day to you. First of all, J.J. coming from Baseball America. Great follow on Twitter, too. How you doing, J.J.? Great to talk. I'm good. And, by the way, you're doing this perfectly. You've got the least fashionable person in baseball in me, and then you follow it up with June, who is – on his least fashionable day, 10 times more fashionable. So happy opening day, everyone. Thank you. We like to keep the balance going there. So I want to make sure, there's a couple things, but I want to make sure we get to this with you. Breaking news last night, which I thought was kind of funny too, that it breaks last night before opening day. No one's going to look at it. Even though I thought there was some positivity to it. The minor leagues have a union now, which is run by the Major League Players Association. They made a deal. Minor leaguers are getting paid more. That's how I look at it. If I'm, you know, just looking at it from a right. say casual fan perspective, give us the details. Do you like it? What were your thoughts? You're deep into this mix of how things have gone down in the minor leagues for a long time. Well, what AJ said a couple of minutes ago really is true. Is is if you looked at it, I've started covering the minors in the '90s, and I knew coaches who were players in the '60s or '70s, and. If you were a minor league player in the 60s or 70s and you were talking to a player even in, say, 2012, situation hadn't changed that much. The facilities were nicer. You no longer had a rusty nail to hang your, uh, you know, your jersey, you know, your, your clothes on, you know, in the clubhouse. Things like that had improved a little bit. But per diem had largely not changed. Housing was still kind of your responsibility. Salaries really hadn't changed. And so a player who signed in 2000 and retired in 2017, a longtime minor leaguer, would not have seen the situation really change much at all. Now you look at it now, over the last five years, we've gone from housing being the responsibility of players in season to now housing is the responsibility of teams. We've gone from uh, food being the responsibility of players to now major league teams are required to provide the food. Clubhouse dues, which were taking a large part of that you know, that, that, that paycheck are now banned in the minor leagues. That, that, that is provided by the teams. Salaries have gone up. A complex league player in 2019 
could make less than $3,000 for the whole year because you weren't getting paid for spring training, you weren't getting paid for extended spring, and you were making less like $300 a week during the short season. Now they're making almost 20K. Now the, at the AAA level, you're making you know far beyond what you were making just a couple of years ago. The conditions across the minors have changed pretty dramatically in a very short period of time. And I was talking to Garrett Brocious, who former minor league player, now attorney, who's been a part of this, and he just made the points like these players have gotten more done in the last three or four years than we did over multiple generations before that. But nobody ever cared. Nobody ever talked about this stuff, right? That was the big thing for me. The players knew. I mean, my, my family knew because I didn't have any money when I was in the minor league. So why has nobody talked about this? Why was this – what did it take for it to get to this point? How much complaining and how much litigation did it take for the minor leaguers to finally have their say? And then I think the union to kind of get behind them and back them in a fight against Major League Baseball. I think two things. One, I do think social media, the rise of social media in the last 10 years has been really important for this because I tell you right now, if you were a minor league or a major league team, you did not want to show up. I, I, one of the things that stuck out to me, the advocates for minor, for minor leaguers posted a photo of a sandwich from an A's minor league team. You know, like this is what we're getting as a meal tonight. And basically it looked like it was a straight out of the fry festival. And Immediately, you know, the A's put out a release that say, we apologize that that caterer has been, uh, you know, canned. We're going to improve this, all that. You all of a sudden had this fear of being shown up. You had the Oakland A's speaking of during the pandemic, 29 teams said, we're going to pay the players. The A's said, we're not going to pay the players their per diem, you know, during this canceled uh, minor league season. And then public pressure forced them to. But I think the other thing that did happen is, in 2020, obviously, we had Major League Baseball reduce the minor leagues from 160 to 120 teams, and that was done unilaterally. Minor league players had nothing to do with that. And I think that may have been, in some ways, that combined with that public pressure to get paid per diem during the canceled season showed minor league players that they did have a voice, that they did have some power here, and that also helped build trust with these groups that were trying to, to advocate for them and you turn around, I, I thought for years, I was a skeptic. I never thought the minor league players would organize a union because there was too much fear of retaliation. Over the last couple of years, a lot of that fear has been eliminated. And here you are where we're now in a brand new era. If in 2031, Major League Baseball wanted to reduce the minor leagues, they can't do it without the agreement of minor league players, which is a very different situation than what it was just a couple of years ago in 2020. AJ said, you know, nobody was, nobody was talking about this. I spent 13 years of my 19 seasons in the minor leagues and JJ did not write one article about me in baseball America, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine with it now. <laughs> I made my career. No, I, this stuff, unfortunately we only have this 10 minutes, but this stuff is, so important. Jared Hughes and I went to the Players Association union meetings in 20, 2012, and we banged the drum about it. And people from the union are partially to blame for this because it's a lot of guys that had no time in the minor leagues, and they said, well, there's no precedence for it. We can't do this. So I want to give a lot of credit to people that stood up for them, especially Garrett, who was 
part of it. And then he was a smart lawyer, but also for writers like you that really, you know, help push this and help push something that to me is one of the reasons that the game has kind of stayed stagnant because the minor leagues is our equivalent to NCAA football. And yet they don't put as much into it. And so how do you see this changing, how it's going to show MLB, hey, these are development pipelines. These players are good. This is like, these are awesome places to watch games. I think one thing that we're going to see is, is there will be players over the next 10 years who reach the major leagues who wouldn't have under the old system, not because they weren't good enough before, but because they had to give it up because they couldn't afford to play. I mean, which may sound crazy to people to say, oh, what do you mean you couldn't afford to play? Like what you said there, Eric, there was a very, it's very different. If you're a first round pick and you had a very low minor league salary, it's not that big a deal if you had three, four, five million dollar signing bonus to live off of. But if you are a senior signed who got a thousand dollars, if you're a player who signed for five thousand dollars out of the Dominican Republic and you're sending part of your paycheck home to help your family every week, every month, there were players who they got to the point. I remember Garrett Garrett Brochus was actually writing for us at Baseball America as a player about some of these issues. And I remember talking to him and him basically saying, it's time for me to hang it up. I've got a family. I can't keep doing this. The next generation of Garrett's like that. He was a double A. He was a guy who, right situation, he might have played in the majors. The next generation of those players, some of those will get the opportunity because while it doesn't sound like a ton of money, the difference between I'm making $30,000, I get room and board covered, and I get to be paid to train in the offseason that is going to be the difference between some players saying, I can keep at my dream, and the guys who said, as much as I may have this dream, I've got a family, I've got to give it up. JJ, Baseball America, when I was in the minor leagues and was the paper that every two weeks came in in the big mm-hmm. bundle, and when it came in, everyone, especially in the minor leagues, like, oh, did I make, did I make it? Because your family back home, there was really not a lot of internet coverage or anything. Baseball America was the place you went to the minor leagues. And every GM would swear, I never read that crap. It's crap. They, we don't rank it. And then you get on an airplane, you get to the big leagues, and every GM was sitting there in the first seat like this, reading Baseball America. So has it changed? Because you guys are more online-based now than right. just the actual, like, the old newspaper style. And by the way, speaking of Kratz, I only made it in there one time, Kratz, so I don't feel your, I don't feel so <laughs> sorry for you. <laughs> I th- the thing I would say is it has changed, but at the same time, we still have to do, we still want to do the same things. We still want to be the Bible of baseball that is read all through the minors and major leagues. And and the the it's both harder and easier to do that now because the reality of it is that there's so much more information on the minor leagues. When when you guys were in the minor leagues, just getting like scouting info from a scout who'd seen someone was difficult. Now, you know. Uh, MILB TV, I can watch. I can watch more players in a day than I could cover in a year 20 years ago when I started Baseball America. But on top of that, there's so much more information now. But the key thing for us is, is that means that we also can be faster about it. Back when you guys were in the minors, we had one top 100 prospects list a year. Now we update it every month during the season because now when a guy like a Jackson Churio shows up last year, we can go from he's a top 10 prospect in the Brewers system 
to he's a top 50 prospect in baseball. Now he's a top 10 prospect in baseball in a couple of months where, you know, you go back 20 years ago, we would, we would have, we would have been hearing about that player at a much slower rate because there just was so much less information out there than there is now. The information, there's a lot more out there. So we have to be faster in how we process it, how we gather it and how we disseminate it so that we can still be vital to everybody. Hey, JJ, how you doing? Adam Jones here. Hey, yeah. Um, Two-part question. Is Dick Beveridge still involved with uh, the minor league union? And who's some prospects out there that aren't in the top 100 that are that you can foresee? Obviously, when guys come off this list with Gunnar Henderson yeah. and, and tons of guys, who's the next wave of guys that we have not heard of yet? I have not talked to Dick in a couple of years, um, but obviously Dick was someone who was vital for years in kind of helping organize minor league players at a time like when you're saying that, you know, I, I remember having breakfast at the uh, winter meetings with Dick for years. I have not talked to him a few years, so I don't have a, an update on Dick. But uh, on your second question, on the prospects who uh, are the next wave, I would say that the story of spring training right now, a non-top 100 prospect, but one who will be getting there, I think pretty quickly, is 16-year-old Padres catcher Ethan Salas. And I, I emphasize the 16-year-old part of that because normally he just signed in January. Normally a 16-year-old uh, you know, player who's coming out of Latin America is headed to the, the Dominican Summer League to make his debut this year. Well, Salas is in, is in minor league camp in uh, Phoenix and has been playing – Double A games. He had a double against a double A pitcher a couple of, you know, this past week. Josh Norris for us is out there. He's like triple against George Kirby, big leaguer George Kirby. He's a guy who the last guy I can remember doing this is, is Pudge Rodriguez was a 17 year old in the South Atlantic league. And it was like, wow, how does a 17 year old catcher hold his own in full season mode? I'll be shocked if Ethan Salas doesn't play in the full season minors this year maybe before he turns 17, which is just crazy to imagine. But also, you know, check out, again, a Twitter feed I posted, I've retweeted it on this. Check out Ethan Salas's hands. They are some of the quietest hands you will ever see from a catcher. His, how advanced he is for a still teenager is pretty remarkable. He's a guy who we are very interested in getting a lot of looks at this year. JJ, we wish you could have more time with you, and we will. We promise we're going to have you on throughout the season. Hopefully, we can line something up next week and get a little post-Jordan Walker, Anthony Volpe debut talk. Thank you so much. Happy opening day to you, and we're going to bring on your, your stylish friend, June Lee, right now. <laughs> but happy opening day, and again, you will now be uh, the style component of this show will go up by a thousand percent. His his prospect status is rising. Thank you, JJ. Quick news here too: uh, Justin Verlander is hitting the shelf. There it is from the Mets. Oh man! Based on the IL low grade Terrace Major strain. What is that? Anyone know what that is? Ooh, shoulder. shoulder. That's the same one as. That's the same one that we just saw. Uh, oh man! McKenzie. McKenzie. Oh, and McKenzie's out for like two months, so he will. He was a higher throwing. grade, I thought. Yeah, but he was higher grade. McKenzie shut down for a couple weeks. This is good, at least. He will continue throwing at moderate intensity. Um, and wait, what did, what did the rest the, of it say? It, we'll let you know in a week when they when we rescan oh, them. Yeah. We'll rescan in a week. We'll provide an update. At Basically, that time. don't ask. Don't ask us right now for another <laughs> week. Ask. We that sucks. Them. That sucks for <laughs> Mets fans. Mets fans Mets, are getting crushed early on with injuries. We've talked about the Mets. For some reason, they just... Don't say it. 
the Mets are going to met, man. It's wow. like unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, it's just amazing. Edwin Diaz, non-contact patellar tendon tear in the World Baseball Classic celebrating. I mean, now Justin Verlander just scheduled a game, pitch game two, and Dia. I, he wasn't uh, pitching well in uh, spring training either. Maybe that's why. That's probably why. How much does this hurt the Mets, how though? The, how the cookie crumbles? Yeah, it it's a long season, man. They got enough. They got they got enough people. It's a long season. Get through it if they can for you know a couple months, but it's a long season. It's a worry, hard division. I worry, but I wor- I worry hard. less about Verlander if we're talking about Verlander especially than like a Tristan McKenzie. Like a younger guy may have pushed it longer than an older guy who's like, all right, look, I went through this in 2014. I battled through it. I wasn't good. I'm okay missing two or three starts. But mm-hmm. it's it's never it for sure. Hey, let's get to some injury hits right now. And we'll start with the news that we uh, spoke about that broke right before June Lee joined us. Justin Verlander to the injured list. And he already spoke with reporters as well. So Apparently, it's it's not significant like we were talking about compared to what Tristan McKenzie is dealing with. He said, very minimal, says, other than no injury at all, it was about as good an outcome as possible to the testing. And he said, unsure of exact timeline, did not expect a long absence. He'll continue to play catch, have another MRI in NYC. It's a shoulder issue, low grade. Terry's major strain for him and Mets fans are pissed, obviously. And one more quote from Justin, he goes, it feels like crap, especially personally, not the way I wanted my Mets tenure to start. That's for sure. I put in a ton of work to not have things like this happen. And also AJ, I mean, I'm just going to start doing math because I'll get his exact contract, but you know, sometimes with those 40 mil plus players, I like to see how much they're getting paid per start. Now we're looking at more in the low twenties, maybe. For him, in terms of starts for the season, you're not hitting 30 plus. No, if you're missing, a few even if weeks. it's minor, it's major because he's not pitching and he's moderately throwing. That means he ain't throwing off a mound. Mm-hmm. And he ramped up for the season, and now he's going to have to start all over. So you're looking at at least probably a month. I don't care what the Mets say or what Justin Verlander wants to say, but you're looking at at least probably a month, if not more, because he's going to have to start over. Teams are very cautious, especially in April. And we talked about this the other day. Teams in April they'll push it back. Now if it's if this was in June or July, they'd ramp him up quicker. But because it's only April, they'll slowly push him back. And you're looking at probably at least a month, if not longer. If He, he might end up $2 million per start because he's in the 43 range for the year. Two mil per start. I'll take it. Sign me up. It's good money right there. <laughs> Kratzy <laughs> Phillies, though, looking at it. That's and, about what Kratz got paid per start. Yeah, basically. Per, per career? Per career? <laughs> yeah, per career start. A lot of people would take that, actually. <laughs> a lot of working people would be like, yeah, I'll take yeah, one I Justin Verlander start instead of uh, working my entire life. But it makes the NL East much more interesting. We also have some video of Edwin Diaz rehabbing, working out, and Mets fans have already been buzzing on like Reddit and all these blogs and, and on social being like, this dude's coming back. Steve Cohen's got a whole team at his house taking care of him. He's rehabbing. He's got the nutritionist, the whole thing. We just showed it. If you're, if you're just listening, um, we just showed the video of him rehabbing, but Mets fans are hoping they hear Timmy trumpets in, uh, in October. No, I, I mean, I hope, I hope so, but I just, I don't know the, the, the severity. That's everybody. Yeah. His crouch is going like pushing his hand to pump the brakes, boys. Tell him Jonesy, this is not a, 
This is not an injury to mess around with. This is not a minor thing. This is a big thing. And yeah. if he's back, hopefully, if he gets back, great. It would kind of be a miracle. But have him ready for next year If you, it, it worst. You don't want to rush him because then you see these things become multiple-year things. Like, no, let's get this right. And then you have him for years. You sign him for a long-term deal. So pump the brakes, Med fans. I mean, best-case scenario is playoff deep in the playoff run at the net and you're not going to get the best of them. You know what I mean? Like best that, then that's like best case scenario. Uh, if, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, but again, how people heal these days, you know, he's still, he's what, 29, 28, 29, you know, how, how people heal, you never know, but you know, that's a, that's a major blow and that's his, that's his push leg. Correct. Uh, yeah. 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 That's his right leg. Yeah. yeah. His right leg. And he's yeah. 29. So, yeah. He's 29, yeah. So I mean, this you got, yeah. He's got youth on his side. He's got, I mean, he's got the doctors and everybody on his side. But it's still, it's still a, a big one. It's not if it was a meniscus. Oh, we see about the All Star break. Okay, cool. PCL. Okay, you probably didn't even miss no time. Maybe take you know a couple shots, but he tore the whole thing. That that's a, that, that's a big boy. I think I think you know they give us timelines. They give the eight month timeline like. What what's what's the point of him coming back being uncertain? Like there's there's residual things from injuries. There's residual like I always give give it like another half life. Like if they say eight months, four months after those eight months, you're like, okay, I'm still I'm still kind of bringing it back. And you're talking about you know a pitching position where if you don't take care of your legs and he's feeling anything at all. Now it starts to creep up the body, maybe an oblique, and maybe it starts to get. Oop! Don't want to do that. So, pump the brakes. It's not like we're. Te- it's not like we're putting a, a left fielder out there for DH in the NLCS. Like you're bringing Timmy Trumpets out just to throw some innings in the NLCS. No, no. Relax. Go get your rehab. You know, post it. I love that he's showing that he's working. Hopefully, the boys can feed off some of that energy too. Ready for awards? Yeah. Let's do it. I okay. took a hit today, damn it. You took a hit? Yeah, Max Fried. Yeah, he was on my list. Oh, all right. Well, odds <laughs> all presented by BetMGM. Let's go through a few more season predictions for us. So everyone put out their predictions for the season, right? MVPs and Cy Youngs and Rookie of the Years. We went over our World Series predictions as well. So we'll throw some things up on the screen here. Um, let's show some awards first. What did we go with? What'd you put out there? Uh, I'm waiting for the board. Here it is. Oh, nice. Nicely done. All right. So let me run through this real quick for the podcast crowd. So um, I've got, I'll start. Everyone run through theirs. I'll start. I've got Yoshida as my rookie of the year. If you're watching yesterday's show, you know why. I mean, he is much older than the average rookie. He's going to get on base a ton. He's got more pop than people think. And he's going to say, overpay my ass to all the other GMs. <laughs> Corbin Carroll's going to run like nuts. He might steal like 70 bases like Todd Frazier thinks. Someone's going over 70. Shane McClanahan going to put it all together and be the Cy Young in the American League. He was close. He was the front runner at one point last year. Uh, Corbin Burns, uh, there's a little typo on there, but I'll let it slide. Um, <laughs> Kearns. Kearns. Austin Kearns. Is, is yeah. Griffle's friend. <laughs> Griffle is the manager of the White Sox, in case you're wondering. Um, AL MVP Shohei Otani, 
free agent season coming up, he is going to lead the world in everything and be talked about a ton. And then Trey Turner is my NL MVP pick for the Phillies. I just think he's going to steal a ton of bags. I think he's going to have more pop. I think he's going to thrive in that Phillies lineup. Uh, Todd's not here, so we'll let him run through his thing uh, another time. Adam, why don't you run through your uh, predictions for the season for us? Boom. Obviously, I'm going with Gunnar Henderson. I mean, stud. He's got. He's still. He's lucky. He's under the under the uh, restrictions of a rookie, and I just think that he's he's going to show us real athleticism and just have us have a hell of a year. I want to go with Yoshida. He's my dude, but he's making eighteen million. You ain't no damn rookie. You owe me dinner. Uh, Corbin Carroll, obviously, digs in with the four and a half inches. That's going to do wonders. That's going to be a big, big difference, and he's going to run wild. I hope that Diamondbacks team runs crazy. Um, Cease, I think. Cease, this is his, this is his time. This is Cease's time. He had a fantastic year last year, and it's just like you know everybody has to wait their turn, and this is his turn now. Alcantara, I don't see anybody being better. Sorry about that, anybody. I just didn't say. And Otani, again, nobody better. <laughs> like with MVP, I think it's he's gonna do more this year, and I think he I think he's gonna get traded midseason if they're not good, and probably win the MVP on the other side if that is even possible. Uh, and Machado again is like a Dylan Cease to me in terms of it's his turn. Uh, he's had he's had consecutive years of greatness, and it's in uh, same with Goldschmidt. He had years and years of greatness, finishing second and third MVP. It's Machado Machado's turn this year, so hopefully he brings one home to San Diego. I like it, Kratzy. You're up. Well, obviously Yoshida. I just think he's going to do too much. He's too old, maybe to win <laughs> the Rookie of the Year, but. Hey, they allow it. That's dumb. If you've played hey. multiple years in another league, you can't be a rookie. Yeah, but we're trying to win money. And I'll take it. Good bet. <laughs> I'll take it. Corbin Carroll, all the reasons you guys said, I don't think he's going to be a 40-bag guy, but as many bags as he steals, he's going to make. He only got thrown out seven times in the minor leagues in his career. So this guy's going to go. But how many it's going to be? I don't know. Four and a half inches. We'll we'll discuss it a couple more times. But I love to see that my guy Scotty and I are like neck and neck there with the first three. McClanahan being the Cy Young too, and I think that's a typo too. If uh, my Cy Young for the National League's not freed, uh, it's Al Cantara. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think not it's a typo. typo. No, nope, we'll have to tell Claudia. Um, but no, my AL MVP. Alvarez, I mean, Jordan is just one of the reasons I didn't pick him for the home run for the home run crown was because I feel like he is such a good hitter that he's okay with just racking doubles off the wall and driving in two runs instead of, you know, maybe pulling off a ball and hitting it 500 feet to right center. I just think he he could really step up and just have an unbelievable year. But I do think I agree. I think the MVP for the ALs coming out of the West. Um, and then as same as you guys said about Machado, Arenado, I think this is his year. I think his defensive stats have always held him in a high regard with MVP voting. I think he's going to continue to do that and he's going to hit 33 plus dingers. I'm going to beat uh, Kratzy on those last three. We're, we're neck and neck on the first ones, but, I mean, Freed's already hurt. Alvarez is a DH. I know he plays some in the field, but um, I don't know. Burns isn't even a player, so you can't beat me. Yeah, that's going to get fixed <laughs> before he gets posted. Yeah. Well, that's his new nickname when he gets traded to the Dodgers midway through the season. Oh, Burns. Way, Jay, you're up. Cutter Burns. Volpe. I can't believe Todd and I agreed on anything, but 
Volpe, just because he's in New York, he's got all the fanfare, the media is going to push the heck out of him. He's young. He's filling in for Derek Jeter. One plus one equals two on the back, on his back. So, Volpe, that was easy for me. Carroll, we all like him, except for Todd again. He picks Senga because he's a New York homer. But Carroll's <laughs> got everything. He's, we've already seen him do it. And I'm going to go homer here. Dylan Cease was second last year in the Cy Young. Leads the world in strikeouts. I, I just think this he's going to put it all together. He's going to be healthy. And they're going to surprise some people, and he's going to win the Cy Young. That also is a typo for mine. Freed, I'm going to go with Zach Gallon. He finished nope. high last nope. year uh, because Max Freed, I don't know where. that was. This is before he got hurt, so I'm changing my pick. I'm nope. allowed to do that. No, you're not. Take Zach Gallon, <laughs> good value, plus plus 1,400 of the, the bet MGM odds. So I'm going to take Zach Gallon, AL MVP, Vlad Jr. He had a down year last year. Scott loves the Blue Jays. So I think I'm going to pick them to make him happy. Thank you. And he said last year was going to be the the, the the sequel to the show he put on two years ago. Well, this year is going to be the sequel. He's going to hit a ton of homers in that lineup. And then Arenado just doesn't get enough love. I know Goldschmidt won it last year. They'll split some votes, but I think Arenado, especially after the way he dominated the WBC, that's my guy. Gold glove every year. He's going to steal some bases because four and a half inches matters. And he's going to play, get some big hits because Goldschmidt and all the guys in front of him are going to be on base. He's going to have a ton of RBIs, and they're going to be in the playoff race, which is why Otani shouldn't be the MVP because the Angels are never in the playoff race. We need a four and a half inches shirt of some sort. Yeah, should we make one? What's the line? What's the tag tagline? Four and a half inches matters. Yeah, four and a half inches matters. Frazier says it every five times a show. He does. He does. Hey, or four and a half inches is huge. It's huge. That's it's what he says. Yeah. It's huge. huge. It's cool. Everyone's doubling their stolen base totals now. Uh, so we've got a new offer up there from the Foul Territory crew. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least 10 bucks on any MLB team at standard odds price. Um, you will receive 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We have all of the details up right now on uh, Twitter for you on how to get involved as well. So there's your picks. It is time for Slap Hands. <laughs> hey, that kind of Slap Hands. <laughs> We're going to try and do that at Fraser's place later um, tomorrow. Oh, by the way, yes, the promo code is SPICYBALL. We'll get that up there tomorrow for you. Opening day, spring training for everyone, right? Uh, slap hands. So we're watching these games live right now. Um, first off, Judge homered against the San Francisco Giants right away, which I thought had a little extra dig to it, Jonesy, because um, the Giants were thinking they were going to get Adam, uh, were going to get Aaron Judge, and instead he homers off them in his first at bat and his first game against them, remaining a New York Yankee. The Giants have swung and missed on Judge, trying to trade for John Carlos Stanton, trying to. Uh, sign Bryce Harper. Poor Giants fans. I mean, Correa. not really. They've won plenty. Yeah, yeah Correa th they tried to get. So, um, well, they had him and then they let him go. So, uh, a, a little bit of a, you know, extra burn watching that first inning for Giants fans, right? That's on them. I mean, that's the, <laughs> the front office could have, they, I mean, they had the contract in hand. Um, but, I mean, Judge made the, I think he made the right decision, obviously, by being there. That's his brand. He's going to make the most money off the field in New York. He's going to create legacy. He would have been a very good player, an historic player with the Giants or any other franchise. But he's an icon in New York, and he's, his number's going to be retired. So it's a different It's a different ball game. It's a legacy. 
Um, but him going him going deep, and especially how they play the Giants, that's just nostalgia. That's just, that's baseball's beauty at its best. Also, Volpe, uh, seven-pitch walk in his first A-B. And Judge told him, you better have something ready for the bleacher creatures. So apparently he kissed the NY on, on his uniform for the bleacher creatures. That's Pretty his, cool. That's his move. Sweet. He's got to do that every time now, though. Yeah. A, a lot of smooching. That's awesome. Maybe get a chapstick sponsorship. Yeah. Well, Kratz, <laughs> you're, you're our kissing expert since you told John Schneider he, he was the, the kisser back in the minor leagues, huh? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, I that would have been that would have been Schneider. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> no, I know that should have been his move though. Oh, Mariano Rivera's in the house. Yeah, the and Glaber Torres hit a two-run homer. So, I mean, we've got the Yankee oh, game wow. on. There's plenty of other games going on. Uh, Max Fried's hurt. We we heard the news about Verlander, and also wait, this is the big hold one on, too. Hold on, four-two now. Kratz, your bet out. My bet good. Cole over your bet out. Four to two. Relax, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. The Nats bullpen still has to come in. True. Um, we have uh, Todd Frazier throwing out a first pitch in Cincinnati. A lot of Hi, pressure. Hi. A lot of pressure on AJ. Why? Because if he throws a freaking dart. He's not going to. <laughs> yeah, first but if he does, think Great. about how, how clammy your hands are going to get the immediate second. No, you I got see the chocolates. I got chocolates, bro. I got chocolates, dude. No that thing's that going. Unless they were watching yesterday. No clammy. No clammy for me. Hey, if the catcher doesn't catch it, too, that's not a strike. Framing metrics. Oh. I tell you what, if, if Frazier throws a dot, I'll chuck it over the backstop. Really? If he dots one right there, yeah. I'll chuck it over the backstop. <laughs> Don't Prove hit it. someone. You'll get in trouble. We need uh, to oh, get trouble. Nobody's going to be in the stands in Chicago. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people in the stands. Oh, right. Not for the first pitch. That's true. They haven't got there yet. Hey, what's up? Special hey, this, you got there. a body like this, Scott. He's got a body like <laughs> you. You want to show it. What's the sport? Like what's the sport? What's your sport? Soccer. Soccer. Let's go. Hey, you're in the right place for that. Number oh, one yeah. sport in Europe by far. So playing a little soccer. Uh, is Barcelona League out there? Is he playing in a league? He's playing with his school, but they, they're trying to get in these in these uh, after school ones. But it's like it's worse. It's worse than America. It's like instead of AAU in terms of you could play another sport every three months or six months, they force you to play football and basketball, one sport for like ever. So that's why these kids here are so individualized sports. And so I don't really like that. But I mean, by being here, we ain't got no choice. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, that's yeah. something we talk about in America all the time, where we're like, don't specialize too soon, especially if you're a great athlete. Like, get, get sure. involved in other sports, you know? It's also good for the body to kind of exercise other parts and not just be, like, say, for soccer, you're all foot-related. So, um, anyway, uh, lastly, I am uh, hitting a flight tonight. So, goodbye, AJ. AJ won't be on with us tomorrow. Both AJs won't be on with us tomorrow. It's Fraser Friday. Todd's going to be probably like hungover and exhausted from getting back from Cincinnati after after throwing a, a pitch count of one um, and then getting back into the uh, into the studio. Kratz, are you making the trip over to over to South Jersey? Oh, yeah. We're going to Tom's River. I got to make no, sure. Baby. Yeah. Got it in the GPS already. I don't want to get lost. I already checked. I was like, because my car's down here. I'm like, where are the trains going to Tom's River? There are none. So I'll pick you up. <laughs> I got a ride, but I need help next week. So, okay. where's Tom's we, River? Tom's River is in the middle I know of. Sad, but don't know <laughs> Same time. 
It's in Jersey. That's all you need to know. It's, it's in Jersey. Trout's, <laughs> Trout's golf course that he'll be using when he's on the field. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get memberships early, buddy. I'm trying to buy in early. <laughs> we got you. Covered it on yesterday's show. Happy opening day to everyone out there. Baseball fans, we can't wait to be with you. One through three Eastern time. Weekdays on FT Live.